This is Live On Purpose Radio, episode 548. Either you keep your commitments or you create a story. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins, the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. Today, there's something on my mind related to commitments. Either we keep our commitments or we create a story about that. I invite you to turn on your metacognition for a minute. Remember, metacognition is thinking about thinking. And our brain has two main jobs, to keep us safe and to prove us right. And both of those jobs are in play when we don't keep a commitment. So when we make a commitment, and this might be either to ourselves or to someone else, we run into things, don't we? In in life, things come up and barriers present themselves and adversity comes up and there there's always opposition to moving forward with our commitments. Now, this shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody who's been on the planet very long, because welcome to Earth. That's how things roll. But what about our commitment? Now, when I said we may, we either keep our commitments or we make a story about that, the story that we make up usually has to do with all of these things that popped up and got in our way and interfered with our keeping of our commitment. Now, you might have a little resistance to this popping up in your head as you think, well, but yeah, I mean, things really do come up. Yes, some stories are true. Some stories are very compelling. Some stories just explain perfectly why we didn't keep our commitment, but it's still a story. And when we look at it as a story, sometimes that puts us in a different position related to our commitment. Uh, Let me tell you a story about a time when I made a commitment and then my brain got in the way with all of the stories. And this this was years ago when I was doing a personal development training. And this is not one that I was facilitating. I was not the trainer. I was the trainee. I was involved for my own personal development, and I was really benefiting a lot from this particular training. Well, it came up that part two... Uh, would be just as good as part one, if not better. And I didn't even really fully realize when I signed up that there would be a part two. So it wasn't on my calendar. I didn't have um, any awareness of it really before I did part one. 
But I felt and even expressed to my coach at the time a commitment to do part two. So I got the details, what it would cost, when it would be held. And it was held over a three-day period. I looked at my calendar. I had 12 clients scheduled. During those three days, I had a speaking engagement for a lunch group of business professionals. About 40 business professionals were expecting me to show up and provide a, a keynote for their lunch. I had a subpoenaed court appearance, and I had my son's 18th birthday, all during this three-day window. So naturally, my brain goes to the story. Well, I can't because. And now, sometimes we come up with these stories after the fact, right? I didn't because. I had a commitment to teach a webinar uh, for for my followers, I had set it up. There were about 200 people registered. And about an hour before the webinar was to begin, a young man goes through a red light at 40 miles an hour and hits my truck. My Toyota Tacoma, may it rest in peace. The truck was totaled. The airbag exploded in my face. And it was a couple of hours before I was able to leave the accident scene after all of the police reports were filled out and the towing happened and I got a ride where I needed to go. So obviously I missed the webinar. Well, either we keep our commitments or we create a story about it, right? And my story was very compelling. A young man came through a red light at 40 miles an hour. Okay, you heard my story. Well, that's my story. I didn't keep my commitment. I made a story. So I, I don't want you to confuse the story with lying or trying to make up excuses. Now, sometimes the story becomes an excuse, but either we keep our commitment or we make a story about it. And that's what I did with my truck. So back to the training. I had a compelling story that was developing about why I was not going to keep my commitment to attend this training. My coach helped me out with it. She said, are you committed to do this or not? And, and I'm my head's still going to the stories. Well, I would, but, right, I've got all of these stories that are getting in the way of my commitment. And she got my attention when she said, Paul, if it were your mother's funeral, would you attend it? And I realized that all of those stories wouldn't matter if it were my mother's funeral. And my mother is still alive and well, thankfully. But it got me thinking, you know, what is my commitment? Because any of those things that I had come up with as a story, I could move if I were truly committed. And so I got to really examine that inside of my own head. Am I committed to do this? Now, let me give you a powerful strategy for keeping your commitments. The stories that we come up with, and especially the stories we come up with in advance when we anticipate that we're not going to keep our commitment because of whatever the story is. Those are considerations. All right. So let's just put it in that category for a minute. Considerations. We get to handle the considerations. 
Now write that down somewhere. Make a mental note. I'm going to handle the considerations. There will always be considerations, meaning all of those things that creep up and present themselves as a subject for your story that you tell about not keeping your commitment. It's simply a consideration. Handle the considerations. Some people say, well, I would, but I can't afford it. Well, handle the consideration. What if you were to ask your brain to provide you with how you can afford it? See, when we say I can't, it's like a power switch on our brain. It just shuts it down. There's nowhere to go after that. What's the next step after I can't? Well, there's not one. Maybe curl up in fetal position in the corner. I don't know. Your brain shuts down when you say I can't. Like in that sentence I just shared with you, I can't afford it. What if we switch that up? How can I afford it? How can I afford it? Notice the power switch is in a different position now on your brain because your brain is now working on, oh, well, uh, I don't know yet, right? But it's starting to work on the problem. Do you think you can come up with ways to afford it? One of my coaches pointed out the other day that broke people make bail every day. Think about that. Broke people make bail every day. How do they do that? Well, they handle the considerations. What if it's not that you can't? And, and if you were to ask the question, how can I? What would change for you? See, this is the difference between a victim paradigm where we just hide behind our stories and an agent paradigm where we take control of our life and we live on purpose. Does that phrase sound familiar to anybody listening to this podcast? Take control, handle the considerations. So back to my story, the training Part two is coming up. Am I committed to go or not? My coach gently reminded me that I get to decide. Is this a commitment or am I simply expressing interest? If it's just interest, then I'll go hide behind my stories and I will placate myself with, oh, I would have done it, but I couldn't, obviously, because, and then give all the stories. What a victim position to take. At least I could own my choice and say, well, I'm not that committed to attend it. I'm more committed to these other things instead. So I got to review that inside of my own heart and mind. And as I decided, yeah, I am committed to attend this, then I got to handle the considerations. And remember, this is your tool. Handle the considerations. I think I gave you four of them. Twelve clients. We're already scheduled to have appointments with me during that time. Can I handle that consideration? Yes, I can. If I'm ever sick, I handle the considerations and I cancel the appointment with my clients or reschedule for another day, right? So no problem. Handle the considerations, 12 clients rescheduled for the following week. Done. What's the next one? Oh, I have a speaking engagement with 40 business leaders. What am I going to do? If it were my mother's funeral, I'd call somebody to cover for me. Oh, there you go. Handle the considerations. I called one of my speaker colleagues. 
he's better than I am. <laughs> and I, and he agreed to come and do it. And so I called the person who was arranging for the luncheon. And I, I said, look, I am not available during that time, as it turns out. And I would not even feel good about calling you unless I could provide for you a speaker to cover for me who is even better than me. And if he doesn't do a phenomenal job for you, uh, let me know. We'll make it up to you somehow. But I think you're going to be really pleased with him. Everybody was happy. It worked out. It was awesome. Cool. Check. Consideration handled. Okay, now I've got this issue of a subpoenaed court appearance. Do you know what a subpoena is? It's a, it is a court order, basically, to provide information. And in this case, it was for me to show up in court as an expert witness on a child custody hearing. And I was the chief witness in that. I was the child custody evaluator in that case. And it's interesting how these subpoenas are worded. Um, if you get it from the state, it says the state of Utah sends you greetings and commands you to appear. I mean, it's so cordial, right? Commands you to appear. If you do not comply or respond appropriately to a subpoena, the sheriff will show up and arrest you. You can go down to the county bed and breakfast if you don't comply with a subpoena. So kind of a big deal, right? Well, Obviously, I can't go to the training. No, I got to handle the considerations. I, I called the attorney the who had subpoenaed me. The attorney said, well, you're subpoenaed. You have to come. I said, I know. And I won't be available during that time. So we're going to have to reschedule or something. He said, well, I don't know if that's going to work. There's four attorneys involved in this case. You got the judge and the court schedule and everything else. I said, I'll call the court. And I called up the court, talked to the clerk for the judge. They said, yeah, no problem. We'll get you rescheduled to a different date. And they sent a notice to all of the attorneys. Okay, not convenient. All right. And I'm, I'm shortcutting this a little bit just to give you the idea. What do you have to do to handle the considerations? I can't very well move my son's 18th birthday, can I? No, it's on the calendars. It is when it is. But I can handle the considerations with my son. And as I reached out to him and I said, you know, I've got this training that's scheduled right over your birthday. I want to honor you and our relationship and do something that's on a different date that will be better than whatever we were planning to do that day. He and I put our heads together and we came up with a really fun snorkeling outing. Now, we live in the desert of Utah. Okay, go look up Bonneville Sea Base on the internet and you'll see what I'm talking about. This is a hot spring that has the same salinity as the ocean because of its proximity to the Great Salt Lake. And it's filled with all kinds of cool marine life. And that's what we did instead. I don't think we would have even done that had I not handled the considerations. Sometimes you guys, you think, well, I can't because... But if you will handle the considerations, maybe you can, after all, because you're asking now, how can I, instead of coming up with all the reasons why you can't, and your brain's trying to prove you right about that. But in handling the considerations, many times, and this happened for me in this experience I just told you about, not only do you get what you've committed to do, you get to fulfill that commitment. 
but you also run the potential of upgrading other things like my activity with my son. That was so cool. And I don't think we would have even discovered that if we hadn't tried to handle the considerations. Our brains are so powerful. And if you put your brain to work for you instead of against you, what's going to happen? Either you keep your commitments or you create a story. And the story is all about considerations that you could handle if you were truly committed. Let's see where you can apply that today. It's time to go live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it. And leave us a rating too. It's time now to live on purpose.